0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. and Patrick Coyote. I am one of the hosts of this program, Patrick Coyote. Of course, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Chris Harris Jr. Strap. Welcome back, man. We, we've been gone for like a week. We had July 4th. You were on vacation you just got back from a road trip yeah. how are you feeling man how you doing
0: doing good man i'm uh glad to be back and nothing i mean it always feels good to be back at home so yeah uh, of course you love traveling and vacationing but it's nothing like home
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and well i hope you hope you had a great july 4th you know it's it's good to see your face good to hear yeah. your voice uh we we got some we got some great news uh, great topics to go over in this show today. Um, we got some mailbag questions from fans. Got some good good questions for No Fly Zone. So I'm ready to get into it. Are you ready yeah. to get into it, my man?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm ready.
1: All right, let's do it. First first up on the docket, I, I want to pull this up because it, in one of our last episodes, we talked about how Pat Sertan was named as the most underrated player on the Broncos by Sports Illustrated. Well, today... Yeah. A report came out from Jeremy Fowler at ESPN Mm. that Pat Sertan, the Broncos' own, was selected as the best cornerback in the entire NFL according to executives, players, scouts, coaches, and GMs. This, of course, from Jeremy Fowler at ESPN, Zach Stevens at DNBR with the tweet here. Chris, this is crazy because we were just talking about how Pat was named as underrated, and now the the execs and the GMs and the coaches all say that this man is the best corner in the in the entire league. Going into his what his third fourth season, this is insane to think about. Uh, Quick thoughts, quick reactions on Pat Sertan as the best corner in the NFL.
0: I think definitely going into his third season, he's. He's definitely up there with the top corners. You know, you probably had they probably had like Sauce Gardner up there, yep. uh Jair Alexander, probably Ramsey still. But yeah, going into the season, I'm I'm probably if I had to choose, I'm picking Sertan to be the best uh cornerback going ahead into this year. And um he showed that he has all the tools to be able to make plays, play the ball, uh eliminate your receiver, uh play all over the field. So I'm just excited to see if 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 they're gonna expand his role even more. Uh, see how they're going to use them in this new system, or how Coach jo- Joseph is going to use them, and um, it's 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 a lot similar to what we played in. So I'm excited to see um him go out there and play in the exact same system, kind of, and be able to see how he plays in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, his skill set is so unique. Really, it's really yeah. tough to find a cornerback that has that perfect blend of size and speed and. And reaction and agility and then his toughness as well his ability to come down and and affect the run game that's something that you know as Broncos fans you know we we saw it in in flashes with the with the no fly zone defense uh you know you and and Bradley Roby were some of those guys that could really come down and and help in the run game uh Keeb as well but like when when we're yeah. thinking about Broncos cornerbacks, I mean, champ, like champ is the gold standard, right? That is the yeah. top of the mountain. That's Mount Rushmore. But that was the guy who had the blend of size, speed, coverage, ability, instincts, ball tracking, uh, run defense, like all of those things were just blended into one. And it's great to see that finally the Broncos have a cornerback that is at that top of the mountain. Again, I know a lot of people use you, yeah. you mentioned sauce. What do you think Like, what do you think about Sauce Gardner as compared to a guy like Pat Sertan? I mean, Sauce is only going into his second season. But for him to be in that top five conversation already, that's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about Sauce is that uh, I don't think anybody got over 100 yards for Sauce. Mm. You know, when it comes to catches and yards, uh, I think he was one of the guys that was very low on percentage of catch rate uh, or success rate. Uh, you know, I think he graded at the top on all those numbers. I think that's why he got all pro. Yeah. Right. When you have a, a low uh QB rating, passer rating at you target rating. Um, I think Sauce had one of the top in the league. So that's the things that we want to see Sertan definitely have next year. Yeah. Uh to, you know, that's pretty much stamps you. Once you start having your catch rate, PR pass I am I'm, I'm pretty sure Sertan probably still rated it probably in the top ten oh. in all those anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. you know, so um, just, uh, probably just taking that next level, you know, separating yourself from the, from the rest of the bunch. And it's going to be hard because a lot of these guys are good. You know, Range is trying to come back and take that spot. Uh, Howard, you know, they got him with the dolphins. That's going to be a nice duo. So, oh, man. uh, I really don't expect Sertan to get a lot of action. Yeah. You know, I see Williams, I see the other corner opposite of those guys getting tons of action. So, uh, it's going to be hard for Sertan to get those numbers. But hopefully, man,
1: those guys can hold up their own and Sertan can get a lot of targets. Yeah, well, last year, I I mean, real quick, looking at Pat Sertan in 2021, was targeted 96 times, uh, allowed 49 catches, 51% completion percentage, allowed 545 yards and three touchdowns with a 61.3 QBR. Last year, 77 targets. So the targets are going down. That's a great sign. Yeah. Uh, 45 catches. So less catches, but the comp, uh, the completion percentage is a little bit higher. 468 yards allowed four touchdowns. One of them was the Devont, uh the Devontae Adams blown coverage. I mean, I don't want to put that all on Pat, but. So
0: that's seven. So that's seven touchdowns. <laughs> seven right touchdowns
1: there. in two years, which is.
0: So that's, that's what we want to eliminate. Right. You yeah. um, know, yeah. I can't remember my T D rate, but I think you that's what you want to have. You don't yeah. you want it's all about okay eliminating the touchdowns, right? We know these receivers are gonna catch they're gonna catch the ball. You mean you're going against Devontae Adams, you're going against Patrick Mahomes, Kessel, uh all the receivers that the Chargers have. They're gonna catch the ball, right? So yeah. but it's eliminating those touchdowns. And if I say if there's any knock, I would say it's those seven touchdowns that he's given up yeah. uh first two years.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams. That's or sorry, going to the Dolphins from the Rams. That's a huge storyline that I feel was big. And then it kind of fell off. But then they hired Nick Fangio. They still have Xavier. And then they draft a guy in in Cam Smith, who was one of my favorite corners to watch in this draft class. That secondary is going to be disgusting. So when we were talking about the Broncos matchup with Miami a few episodes ago. That just, (laughs) that just all came back into my head. So Pat Sertan, best cornerback in the entire NFL. Chris, these are lofty expectations for the Denver Broncos uh, cornerback, but I'm really excited to see it. Uh, Next thing here. And and I want to delve into this and and we're going from like a high note to a low note, uh, Mm -hmm. but KJ Hamler, the Broncos wide receiver, uh, uh was on the full circle podcast recently, and he opened up about his injury, his, uh, his battles with depression um, and feeling lost. And mm-hmm. this is a guy I, I've I've had a few interactions with KJ. Um, I, I think that KJ is probably one of the funniest, truly one of the funniest human beings on the Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. if not one of the funniest human beings I've met uh, in my life and to hear him kind of talk about this this feeling of being lost and this feeling of depression as an NFL player you're always kind of put up on this pedestal and for him to be so human in that time uh was really eye opening he talked about how there was a moment recently in the last few months where um he was talking about potentially taking his own life and and he really broke down and and he said i i had my mind made up and so chris i i want to talk to you about this and you've dealt with injuries before in your career um you know was there ever a time where like you you've got injured and you felt like man this like th- that mental just takeaway of being injured and, and having all these commitments and, and having to, to be the man for so many people in your life. Was there ever a time where you kind of felt that depression, you know, taking over in your life?
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I'll always have been a person that had to always grind for everything that I've had, you know, no, nothing was ever given to me, you know, as coming in the league undrafted and being able to have to, you know, go prove it so when i got injured um in the playoffs man i was sick you know that was definitely a time of of, of depression probably a low point in my career um i think that was my third year mm-hmm. in the league um uh, i'm uh, uh, getting hurt in the playoffs um and at that time you know i'm following the number one receiver i'm as the number one corner yeah you know so um uh, I think Champ was playing the nickel at that time. Yeah. Uh, so it was just uh, uh, you know, it was a time where I felt like I was definitely separating myself, not only with the team but in the league. Yeah. And then uh, being able to and getting hurt, uh, missing the Super Bowl. You know, not being able to play in that, not um, having a, being able to make an impact in that game, and then just going through that. The only thing that made it good during that time was I had another bro- – I had Von with me, yeah. and we were both injured together, and we both had our surgery done with Dr. Andrews in Pensacola. Yeah. So we were able to do a lot of our rehab together and train together. And that really brought, you know, good motivation to us and uh, really kept us upbeat, you know, kept me upbeat during this time. So yeah. uh, K.J. Hamler, he's been pretty much doing it on his own, you know, uh and going through these injuries back to back to back and and uh and he had a guy he was a high expect we expected a lot from yes, KJ We expected good. him to you know to be a a, a deep threat a guy that was going to be punt returner uh uh we've been waiting for a guy that can take the top off on a defense and we expected KJ Hamler to be that guy so it was definitely a lot of expectations and yeah he, he definitely hasn't lived up to him so it can mentally uh mess with you as a player yeah and um once he i think he has to be able to break that mentally break that mold um go out there and just try to uh forget the past hopefully he's feeling better he's feeling healthy and he is, has the right team around him that can give him that confidence back you know help him with that confidence and uh it's, it's looking like the broncos they're they're gonna um use him this year so hopefully yeah. he can go out there and show what he can do and uh all it takes is one year for you to go out there and ball and get paid yeah right and this this only takes
1: one year yeah yeah so you just gotta make it happen yeah this this is the this is the year for kj hammer we we talked recently about his rework deal and and what that meant for him and the team and you know hearing him talk about his struggles and and feeling lost it's definitely something that you you have to put yourselves in the shoes of these athletes. It's all fun and games, mm-hmm. you know, from a fan perspective, you think, oh yeah, these guys, they make millions of dollars and, and you know, they, they're fine. They they don't have anything to worry about in their lives. But the reality is, is, is one injury can end it all. You know, one mistake right. can end it all. And so t- tomorrow is never promised. You know, for KJ, this is a guy who is bubbly, he's lively, he's hilarious, he really is. He's one of the funniest dudes on the team. And to hear him talk about being low and being lost, it really made me feel for him. So uh, I, I know he's living with Tim Patrick during this off season and training camp. I think that's an awesome thing for him to do. Really going to yeah. give him uh, that mental, that mental pickup that he needs because Tim also was dealing with his own injury tore his ACL yeah. last year. So I think that's a, a a great way to look at it, Chris. And I, I think yeah. that he's going to come back and and he's going to prove it. He's going to leave it all on the field and, and hopefully it leads to some Broncos victories in the future. So that is it for our catch-up. Now we're going on to some mailbag questions. And we asked the fans, Chris, to send us some questions. We had some great questions indeed. The first one here from Frankie Abbott, my guy, Frankie's film. What defensive coordinator does Chris feel best utilized his skill set? Ooh, that's a good one.
0: Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I really think I was blessed to come in the league with Coach Fox. You know, he was a guy that was um, a defensive-minded coach. Um, he had a sprinkle of everything. And he was able I, – I was able to play safety, corner, and nickel with Coach <laughs> Fox and Dennis Allen. You know, um, those guys definitely um, showcased my versatility off the bat, you know, yep. playing me everywhere. so. Um, I always thank those guys first. You know, Jack Del Rio, I played great yeah. in his system. Uh, Wade, a lot, a lot of oh. things that I did in Wade is things that I was already doing in the past with, with, uh, with Coach Fox and Jack. You know, yeah. And then Coach Wade just added more man, pretty much. You know, <laughs> he just made it pretty much made it simple. Hey, you got that cat? You know, he just made it you know uh very simple you know and uh took the thinking out of the game you know with yeah. wade phillips so yeah. i would say um that was a great thing with him you know uh but uh i i would say those three you know yeah. wade jack coach fox all those guys um used me well used me great on the field even coach joseph i mean they, yeah. I, I had no problems with those coaches you know they were able to play me everywhere and. I would say my hardest system would probably play in was probably um, let me say the chargers, just because it was uh, my first year there. We were playing in Gus Bradley's system. Yeah. Kind of like the Seattle Sherman system. Yeah, right. Yeah, straight yeah. um, cover three, you know, <laughs> and uh, that just wasn't a system that uh, I could still play in and play, play solid in it, but it wasn't going to exploit my, uh, um, my abilities on the field. Like, sure. uh, playing more man, playing some match, playing, um, you know, different a multitude of coverages other than just more covered three, Yeah, you know? So that was the difference I would
1: say, um, all my D coordinators that I've had in the city. Love it. Love it. Our next question here from Shelby Manning, uh, love Shelby and her work over at predominantly orange. What teammates does strap miss playing with the most? That's a good one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one, man. Um, I had uh Brian Dawkins, man, just seeing him come out, you know. i never seen a man just put out so much oil, you know, so much <laughs> you know, lotion, whatever, baby oil, whatever, you know, before a game, man. Just seeing how he just – he had his own two lockers, you know. He had the weapon necks, you know, on oh, one side and gosh. the b dock on one side. So that was a sight to see when you're a kid, when, you're, you know, yeah. you're coming in the league. You're 22 years old, you know, you're seeing – Brian Dawkins, like this, you've been watching him forever, yeah. Um, of course, Von, you know, playing with yeah. Von, I think nine years, you know, yeah. uh, playing with him. I got to play with Roby last year, yeah. So that's what yeah. that's one of our young little brothers, man. <laughs> so Tlaib, um, champ, all those guys have been. I had a lot of great teammates, and yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be at the uh Hall of Fame for D wear
1: yeah, uh, pretty
0: soon. So, see a lot of old teammates there, so it's gonna be fun. Maybe I'll try to get D Ware on, man, before we get to the Hall of Fame, man. Yeah. Have him come on here. But uh, awesome. I had a lot of great teammates in the league. Um, a lot of great brothers, man. So uh Wolf playing yeah. with Wolf. That was that's my that's my dog right there, playing with Wolf for eight years, um, seeing him grow and until he to the man that he is. You know, I had a lot of a lot of good brothers on and great teammates. Um, and they had great wives, great families. So um definitely that's the one thing that you miss with the uh NFL is the brotherhood. It's yeah. it's definitely a brotherhood mm-hmm. alumni, you know. And um especially when you win a Super Bowl, those connections are the, kind of there forever. Yeah,
1: lifetime connections. That's great answer. Yeah. All right, our next one is from a guy that we both know, this clown. Mario. This clown. <laughs> this guy tried to throw me under the bus on a, on a podcast. He's, he's trying to start some, some WWE promo stuff. So Mario Batanzi, uh, the the great Mile High Mario. Which opposing wide receiver talked the most shit during the game, and did they back it up?
0: Man, I would say the most – see, when I play A.B., he didn't really talk. He never talked.
1: Really? You know,
0: so – He seems like uh, a talker. He never – nah, he never really talked. Uh, the one that – Keenan Allen probably talked the most. Oh, I believe He talked it. the yeah, most. I believe that. And I say he backed it up very slim. Sl- slim amount of time <laughs> he backed it up. But, um, yeah, he was the guy that probably talked the most. Tyreek Hill didn't really talk. You know, these guys never really talked. They just – they were more serious. They were trying to get open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh uh I can't I can't think of anybody. Antonio Gates talked a lot. It was more of these Chargers guys, yeah. man. <laughs> talked a lot. Kelsey was real friendly, you know. He doesn't yeah. really talk too much mess. Yeah. But um AJ Green was a quiet guy. Yeah, a was, lot of the guys in my area, yeah. they didn't really talk too much. Julio didn't really talk too much. Yeah. You know, I, I missed understand. that era of Cinco and T O and those guys. You know, I can't I got to play against those guys at the end of their career, but yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. Those guys, how they used to celebrate, you know, that they were kind of taking that away during our time. Yeah, Chad was probably one of the – he was like that most entertaining receiver to watch, you know, when I was growing up. And uh, I got yeah. the pleasure to see him play one time, and, and that was like, whoa, it, it, just going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I mean, I, I saw a video yesterday right. about Calvin Johnson and and how he they were playing the Cowboys, and Rob Ryan said something about how – Des Bryant and Miles Austin were better receivers than Calvin Johnson and and <laughs> Nate Burleson said that day I saw Calvin Johnson just smiling on the field and I knew he was going to go off. Those silent assassins, like it like you said. Calvin didn't really talk. He does not say a word, man. He just goes out there and handles his business, Those man. Guys. Larry, they're oh, the yeah. friendliest
0: guys out there on the field. Yeah. Those are the you guys in are straight away. ballers, so
1: those are the guys that stay away from don't don't mess with them they won't talk back to you you can chirp all day they will not talk back but they'll put up numbers all right next question here this one i love this one orange crush 512 says do you know what Akib talib has done with crabtree's chain and have you ate at any (laughs) of kavon webster's restaurants this is a question that is burning I think of- he looked
0: at it I, I think he looked at it and seeing that it was like he said it was like some cheap jewelry you know oh. and at that time we were like you know we had big diamonds and stuff at that yeah, time yeah, so yeah. we weren't really you know to leave was like nah this is some cheap jewelry I think he threw it out <laughs> left it somewhere on the field somewhere so he wasn't too worried about it and uh cave on, man i'm looking forward to go to uh, one of his restaurants i think he's opened up a new one but yeah he is. i haven't been able um last time i've been to miami the uh the restaurants weren't ready but now they're ready so i gotta find my way out there definitely to uh, try them
1: out for sure hey. food looks great yeah it, it does it looks amazing i i no. might have to find out mario invited me to come out to miami for that game so i might have to figure out a way to get out there maybe we can you know do a meetup and go have dinner maybe record a show from there from Kayvon's restaurant, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, That'd be cool, yeah. that That is it for our mailbag questions. Uh, Broncos fans, please send us your mailbag questions for Chris, we still have a ton of questions that we didn't even get to, but we're definitely gonna have those on in later episodes. But Chris, now it's time for my favorite segment of the show, the No Fly Zone, this segment all about you. And my first question for you in the No Fly Zone, There's been a lot of talk over these last couple of seasons about whether or not the Broncos are going to get new uniforms. They've had the same unis for a while. They they introduced the color rush, but all these other teams are starting to get these retro uniforms. Thank goodness for Nike coming in and saving the uniform game. Um, But I want to know what was your favorite Broncos uniform? It could be one that you wore a combination that you wore or one from the past that you really liked. And don't you dare say the mustard yellow and brown ones because i know for a fact those are the worst (laughs) uniforms that we have yes uh my favorite were the uh the blue with the white
0: pants with the orange with the orange stripe yeah yeah. so those are always my favorite um we didn't i think we wore them those are like our alternates we probably wore them like one once a year and then we'd wear the blue on blue i think that's the only time we'd really wear those yeah. those jerseys but man we always wanted to wear the throwbacks with the big d you know
1: the, i know the, uh what was
0: it the, uh it's like a powder yeah. what kind of blue is that like a royal royal blue? It's blue. Like a, yeah
1: yeah it's
0: yeah, a different that royal blue it's one. a different blue and um we we always wanted those man we were crying to uh you know to put on the new jersey but l was just set in like no we're we're wearing these. This is what it is, and he's like, "We and, won the Super uh, We Bowl definitely tried, man. <laughs> man, we were so we were so happy when they gave us the all orange, but yeah. we were mad because we thought they were going to be like the throwbacks. Yeah. Like y'all just gave gave us like a new version. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was like a newer jersey, so uh, we wanted the throwback helmets.
1: You know, all that. So yeah. we didn't get a chance to experience that for sure. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm a strong strong believer in the retro. Uh, The retro looks, the Seattle retros that we're going to see this year. Those are probably some of the best uniforms out there. The Broncos throwbacks uniforms are so clean. They're so nice. I really wish they would have given those to you guys because it's such a clean look.
0: Man, we would have looked real nice in them. I know. I'm mad we didn't get them. (laughs) The
1: retro whites too. Oh, my gosh. The retro white Broncos jerseys are so clean. And in today's game with Nike making them, they would look so good. You guys would look so good. So uh, next thing here, what teammate – we talked about your your pregame playlist and what you had on it, and, nah. it, and it was fantastic. But I want to know what teammate had a pregame playlist or a song that they played before the yeah. game that left you questioning their sanity or made you maybe want to stay away from in the locker room.
0: Yeah. Well, and Denver Vaughn was always over the music, so, you know, he always controlled all the And, you you know, he'd always play somebody crazy or somebody you never heard before, and he's always dancing. You just see him over there dancing. You already know, all right, this dude is crazy. He's wired different. So (laughs) you just got to let him be him and let him get ready. And I want him to be crazy for the game because I need you to get to the quarterback. So this is something that you want. want, On the defensive side, you want guys that have a a screw kind of loose, you know that's how we operate on defense so especially our linebackers so yeah uh, I was always happy with it good with it and you know he found a way to get everybody hyped up and energized and and um you know so I never had a real problem with Von. sometimes every once in a while he'll play some crazy music (laughs) you never heard (laughs) I
1: I can only really think of like three guys from your teams that I probably wouldn't give the ox to uh is probably one of those guys. I don't know what he's listening to before a game, but I probably don't want to hear it. Eric Decker, I know for a fact that he's playing something that is gonna burn my eardrums. Um, and then I don't know, man. Derek Wolf probably had some some like screamo. Nah,
0: wolf wolf listen to what we listen to. Yeah, yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, last thing here. Wolf's from Cincinnati,
0: man. He's from Ohio, man. He's from fair. the same place where Kelsey, and us from. That's fair. You no, know, Wolf. Yeah.
1: That's fair. Wolf from the north. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing here. Uh, a lot of high school football players, you know, they either go to a school that doesn't get a lot of attention in their state um, yeah. or, they, <clears throat> or they just don't have the means or the resources to put together a good You know recruiting pitch or recruiting package for uh for going to college and i i wanted to ask you if you had a tip for high school football players to kind of help them get recruited in today's game i know we have huddle i know we have highlights and stuff like that but it's still really tough i i had a couple kids who were really talented who really struggled to get recruited from schools so do you have a tip for some of these kids that are trying to get recruited well, now with the
0: transfer portal, it's making it kind of harder for, you know, kids getting scholarships, and you know, with COVID, set everybody back. Now you have college guys that are staying extra two years, you know, and um, and are just taking up scholarships. Yeah. So when that happens, that uh, all those things combined are making it harder for kids to go to college and being recruited. And I would say the um, thing that I regret I didn't do was going to all these college campuses yeah. for their camps. I would suggest all these kids to whatever, pick pick about five schools that you want to go to because I know these camps cost money unless they have a uh, you know they might have a couple free sc- camps that we want to yeah. scout players to come <laughs> up there. Um, find your way up there uh, to a lot of schools that you want to go to. I would start early as a freshman. I would start uh, really as early as you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, go up there so so these coaches and stuff see you. They already know who you are. And then as you're making plays in, or at your school and you're sending your highlights to them, they kind of already know who you are. They've seen you. And I, I think that would be the best opportunity now, the, the smartest way uh, for you to be known and to get known by these schools.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. We had a few kids that uh, went to some camps this summer and and there's a lot i feel like there's a lot more now There you you know they have uh skill clinics and and coaching clinics and stuff like that and, and that's a much better way for you to right. to get that traction and uh, that's a great point start as start yeah. as early as you can i mean there's yeah. kids in eighth grade that are playing seven on seven now's your opportunity to just go to a camp introduce like introduce right. yourself to coaches you don't have to you don't have to uh, be involved in you know all of the drills, but go introduce yourself, be around, learn as much as you can, soak up as much information as you can, because uh, those coaches are going to see you in two, three years and gonna be like, oh, I remember you from that camp, and you know, da 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 da. So, right. it, great tip, uh, it, really awesome uh, insight there. And Chris, that is going to do it for our show today. Always great to hear your insight, <laughs> and we'll have yeah. more mailbag questions in the future uh you know I I just want to say before we get off you know we were talking about KJ Hamler and and uh, you know for anyone out there who is struggling with depression or or they feel like they're lost or or they they don't know what direction they're going to go in their life you always have resources you can always reach out to me I am I will always be uh open ears and and help you help guide you in any way that I can you know men's mental health is something that we definitely need to take seriously and especially among NFL players who, you know, whether you're a star or whether you're an undrafted rookie, you're still going to go through these trials and tribulations and and just know that you're not alone in this fight. So that's going to do it for us today. Um, Please follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Chris Harris, Jr. At Patrick Coyote, and at Believe Network and Broncos country until next time. Let's ride.